it's my privilege um, to be here tonight and to kick off the, the Soapbox uh, series. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited um, to share uh, with you this evening. It's also my privilege here at Bethlehem Baptist Church um, to serve as the youth pastor. Um, so we've got an incredible uh, youth group um, here at Bethlehem Baptist and I'm so grateful to be a part of this uh, community. And so... Tonight, really, they've just like unleashed me upon you, and I thought I'd just get on the ground because I'm just going to get up in your grill. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. Um, but really, you know, tonight um, is an opportunity really for me to just share a message that um, God has been laying on my heart. And this is really a, a message I feel like God's been revealing to me personally, you know, so tonight, if anything, I'm really preaching to myself about what God has been teaching me. But I really hope that he speaks to you um, through my journey. And so uh, tonight, I'm titling this message, Distracted. Come on. And I just feel like in life, it could just be me, uh, but I feel like in life there are so many things fighting for our attention. There are so many things fighting for our attention in today's world. And I feel like in particular, just media. Media and social media. We are just constantly flooded and bombarded with information. You know, so much so that quality time with God really is just drowned out, I feel. Quality time with God, let alone you're spending time in His Word and sharing that with others. It's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. And tonight, we're going to look at getting less distracted and more focused on Jesus and sharing Him with others. And so tonight, really what I want to do is I want to supercharge your outreach tonight by asking you to do less. Sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Yeah? Everyone keen to do less? Pumped. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So I just wanted to just let you know just a quick thing. Honestly, it's, it's pretty simple, but not many people know about it. Um, who here has a phone? Yeah, cool. Most people. There's this super interesting function on your phone. You guys probably don't know about it, okay, because you've probably never used it. All right, but on the left-hand side, if you've got, oh, sorry, it's the right-hand side, there's this little button, all right? And if you push it and you hold it down, you can actually turn off your device. Mind-blowing, right? Okay, and so I encourage you tonight, Maybe just let's get a little bit less distracted. If there's something um, that you need to just turn off tonight, if there's something that is distracting you, and I mean, I don't think you know, it might be an awkward time in the room to like shift chairs if someone beside you is distracting, but maybe don't do that. You know, but I just encourage you, I truly believe that the creator of the universe just wants to hang out. Just being real. He just wants to hang out with you tonight. And I truly believe that. So if turning off your phone tonight is going to help you get less distracted and just focus on the words that I'm saying and listening to God's voice tonight, I just encourage you to turn off your phone. And so I'll pray just as you're doing that, if you want, if you want to join me in that one. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you're here with us tonight and that you love us. And God, you've laid this message on my heart. And God, ultimately, we want to hear from you tonight. So God, I just pray that you would speak through me. Um, God, as we open your word, you would speak to us. 
And yes, God, I just pray that you'd teach us um, how to be less um, distracted tonight. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, if you've got your Bibles and you're like, oh, thanks a lot, man. My Bible's on my phone. I just turned it off. All right, don't worry. I have you covered. I've got the Bible verses on the screen. So we're in uh, Luke chapter 10. So if you want to turn to the book of Luke, chapter 10. We're going to read uh, a little story together. And it says, Jesus visits Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted. Is that weird? Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Doesn't that seem unfair, Jesus? Tell her to come help me. She's probably upset. She's probably like, this is unfair. I am stressed. Tell her to come help me, Jesus. Maybe she spoke like that. This is just how I'm reading it. Um, but the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and you are upset over all of the details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Interesting. And this is honestly one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Here we see Martha and Mary, right? So these are the sisters of Lazarus. And if you know Lazarus, he's the guy that Jesus casually resurrected from the dead. Pretty next level moment in the Bible. And Jesus arrives at the home of Martha. Okay. And so Martha just casually just invites the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, herself included, into her home. And so you can imagine this is a pretty next VIP guest entry, right, into your house. And, you know, Martha has probably, you know, explained to Mary, Mary, you know, Jesus is coming. All right, we're going to prepare this dinner. She's probably enforced a clean-as-you-go policy. That's what I would have done. As Martha was preparing the meal, she would have been like, Mary, you're washing the dishes, okay, because I don't want a stack of dishes, all right, Afterwards, because no one likes that, right? No one likes a stack of dishes after the meal, okay? Clean as you go policy. If you want to write that down, that's fine. It's just something I'm passionate about. Um, and so anyway, Mary, her sister, then proceeds to sit at the Lord's feet whilst Martha is frantically running around, right, distracted trying to prepare this dinner for her guest, her special guest. The creator of the universe. Pretty crazy. You can imagine this might just really annoy Martha just a little bit, right? Can anyone connect with Martha here? Or is it just me? Mostly me. That's fine. I'm preaching to myself. That's all good. And so you can imagine just Martha is tense, right? She's kind of annoyed. She's like, oh, man, I wish Mary would just come and help me. But she's just sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
And Martha gets so agitated with her sister's selfishness, I believe, that she storms out of the kitchen and says, Jesus, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that my sister just sits here while I'm doing all the work? Tell her to come help me. And you see, Martha was distracted. And this is a Greek word, okay? It's a Greek word that says, it, it sounds like perispao. And it's really interesting. It's only found once in the New Testament, this word. And it means that instead of being focused on one thing, you are focused on all of the things, okay? You are distracted by all of the things around you. You are focused on many different things from all around. And this is the state that Martha was in. And what is Jesus' reply to Martha in this distracted state? The Lord said to her, My dear Martha, in another translation it says, Martha, Martha. And when you're agitated, you really don't want to hear your name two times like that, you know? <laughs> Just once is enough. But Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset. And she's like, I know. <laughs> You're worried and upset, Jesus says, over all of the details. There is only one thing worth being worried about, concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus informs Martha that Mary has chosen the most important thing in this moment. Listening to the Lord. It says that she was listening to Jesus teach. And Jesus makes the point that all the familiarities of a relationship with Jesus, you know, making the Lord dinner in this case, um, must not take place over a vital and important relationship with God. And, you know, I, I tell this to the youth regularly. They ask, you know, how do, how do we enter into a relationship with God? How do we do it? I just believe we need to be listening to his voice. How do we do that? And I just believe if you want to hear from God, read your Bible. If you want to hear from God, read your Bible. So, I mean, what distracts us from hearing God's voice? What distracts us from hearing God's voice? And I've actually got some pictures that Bernie actually showed a little while ago. I just love these pictures so much that I feel like we need to see them again. And I'd just love to give you my interpretation of what I see when we check out these pictures. So if you, um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of backstory before we go into it. This is a, a, by an artist. Um, it's a guy called Powell, and I cannot pronounce his last name. I've tried, um, but it's Powell. We're going to pull him Powell K, right? Because that's hip. And so he graduated a fine arts academy in a place called Poznan. Who ever knew that there was a place called Poznan? Yeah. Oh, that person. Interesting. Um, you know, and he's been rewarded with more than 130 prizes and distinctions, and he's creating thought-provoking illustrations that comment on social, economic, and political issues through satire. So I thought, we'll just have a look. And... You might have seen these images before, but I just feel like they tell such a story about the current state, and especially speaking to what I'm talking about. 
here's a guy living the dream, right? He's got his flotation device and some pretty sweet water and a book. And let's pretend it's the Bible. And so what is distracting this dude? Just cell phone sharks, right? <laughs> totally cell phone sharks. They're coming after him. He's in this serene moment. He's enjoying himself. Pretty comfy. It would have been difficult to get into that flotation device. Um, and he's been distracted by cell phone sharks. Can anyone else connect with that? How about this interesting scenario on the right here? Here's a man who is obviously tied to the Wi-Fi. And he's just walking around in circles. Just absolutely tied to that Wi-Fi signal. And it's really, I feel like that picture is saying, man, it's just totally dictating where he's walking in life. And any, anyone else feel like they cannot go to a place where there is no Wi-Fi? Anyone else feel like that? I could not go there. Because there wouldn't be any Wi-Fi, obviously. Right? The world will fall apart. You know, but there's this guy who's just tied to his Wi-Fi signal and just connected to his phone. Maybe this dude's distracted, I don't know. What about these interesting pictures? <laughs> I really think this donkey one's interesting. So those are blinders. And so they're really to keep the donkey, you know, on a track. But this donkey is obviously just blinded, you know, by these cell phones. Here's a guy with a pretty severe neck condition. Um, he's, <laughs> he's obviously playing Pokemon Go, right? Anyone else dabbled in Pokemon Go? How dare you? You're bad people. All right. No, I, I, I dabbled in Pokemon Go. Um, loved it. You know, but this, you know, he's, just a, he's obviously a slave to it, right? Totally. And I just think this picture on the right is just, man, it's, it's actually really challenging. This is, here's a family praying. And, and the center point of this table is that Wi-Fi router. And they're all on this device. Do you think maybe they're distracted? I don't know. This is a big challenge for me. I'm going to speak into this a little bit more um, in a second. And I feel like I think I've got one more. This one um, here on the left, I was really challenged by when I saw this that first time that Bernie um, showed us these pictures. And I feel like this is really what, um, this is the current state that I'm in. Um, you can just see a sea of people and you can see that they're all on their cell phones, right? Just totally glued to it. And I feel like they're just popping their heads up for air, right? Popping their heads up. Just really just, I don't know, finding out, you know, that, wow, I can look up from my phone and check out the world, but just constantly cut down, you know, by distractions and by pretty horrific lawnmowers if you're living in the society. <laughs> I feel pretty deeply troubled for those individuals. But you can kind of get the gist of that picture. And I mean, this last one, just on the right here, here's a guy who's obviously viewing the world through the lens of Facebook. This is what I got out of this picture. And the door's right there. The door's open, right? He could just step outside and have a look with his own eyes. But he's viewing the world through the lens of Facebook. Pretty interesting pictures, eh? They just challenged me so much. 
What's distracting you? It might not be social media. It might not be your phone. For me, it really, it really is. It really was. What's distracting you from hearing God's voice? And I want to ask you this question, and this is just going to be a series of questions. How does your relationship with God look like? What does your relationship with God look like? Are you regularly sitting at the feet of Jesus, like Mary? Spending time in his word, praying, trying desperately to hear God's voice, and obeying his teaching. Or are you distracted? What does this look like in my life? Um, This journey for me, it actually really started in Bible college. I went to Pathways Bible College, and one of the books that they recommended we read was a book called Sacred Pathways by a guy called Gary Thomas. And I honestly love this book. Um, I loved that, um, for me, it really highlighted um, the, the title. It just says, Sacred Pathways, Discover Your Soul's Path to God. And so they would talk about, cool, we're going to have a quiet time. And I was like, gosh, I don't really know what that looks like. And so this book really helped me dig deep into what, how, how I best connect with God. And so for me, it was really in creation. I just loved loving God outdoors. And so at the beginning of every day at Bible college, they, the first 30 minutes of the day, they said, go, just go have a quiet time. Go connect with God. And I just loved that that was the value that they had. They were like, we just want you guys to connect with God. And this is the most important thing. And so this is where my, really, my journey started. But I feel like <clears throat> for me, um, you know, especially, you know, I, would, I just love taking pictures and stuff. But really I was viewing these beautiful um, sunsets and stuff through a camera lens. You know, I wasn't really taking it in. And for me, I was like, man, this is really how I I love to connect with God, by being outside and loving God outdoors. And I want to ask you this question. When was the last time you actually just took time to enjoy a sunset for a sunset? The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. And for me, I'm just challenging myself at the moment. Man, maybe I could just be less distracted. I could leave that behind. And just take a moment to love God outdoors. And just really just look and just worship him and give him praise and glory in that moment. When was the last time you did that? It's just an interesting thought. And so what, do we, what on earth do we do in this distraction life? And I feel like you know, the Bible gives us some really awesome advice. And in the book of um, Colossians, uh, if you want to turn there, we're in Colossians 3. Uh, 1 to 5, and I've got it on the screen for you. Um, Paul's talking to us about living the new life. Living the new life. And, oh, <laughs> let's have a look. Come on, there it is. We'll come back to that other one. Living the new life. Paul says that since you have been raised, to new life with Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Paul says this, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. 
For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Now listen to this. Listen to what Paul says. He says, So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Worshipping the things of this world. What are the sinful things in your life? Again, another question to think about. That you need to put to death. Paul in this passage is delivering a real challenge to us on how you know, we are to live. And he's really talking to the people of Colossae at the time. But I think it's so relevant for us. He's saying, put to death the sinful. Put to death. <laughs> I got so excited. And then I leaned on this and then got lost. So let's retrack. Put to death. <laughs> we can have fun, eh? Your sinful nature have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, says Paul. Don't. For a greedy person is an idolater who worships the things of this world. Paul challenges the people of Colossae and us that since we have been raised to new life in Christ, we are to set our sights on the things of heaven, not the things of earth. What does that mean? What, what are the things of heaven, do you think? And I think, you know, to think about the things of heaven really means to look at life from God's perspective and to seek what he desires. And I believe what he desires so much, so much so that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on a cross as a personal, each and every day, moment by moment, relationship with us and with all those around us. Paul's challenging us to live in the present. Man, there's a good word. Live in the present with Christ, who is all that matters, who lives in all of us. Paul is challenging us to live in the present with Christ, who is all that matters and who lives in all of us. And I think the question you know, that this passage really poses is, man, what are the idols in your life? What are the things of this world that you worship instead of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? And I think um, we'll jump backwards to this picture. I call this picture cell phone jandals. <laughs> I just really like this artist. He's awesome. Cell phone jandals. And so for me, um, I ask this question. What's your first port of call when you wake up in the morning? What's your first port of call when you wake up in the morning? Is it the things of this world? Is it cell phone jandals? Or is it Jesus? I recently had to make some real deliberate changes in my life. 
because I became so addicted to this, to my cell phone. I was so addicted to it. The first port of call for me in the morning was my phone. My alarm would go off, I'd reach for my phone, and then, hello, I was on Facebook. I was just scrolling my life away. And sometimes, I'd even do this before turning and saying, good morning, Rosie, how was your sleep? You know, I would look at this before saying good morning to my wife. Isn't that terrible? Yeah? Can anyone else connect with that? Man, what's your first port of call in the morning? And now, don't judge me, all right? Have a think about the log in your own eye. I'm putting out the stick in mine. But this was the first <laughs> port of call. <laughs> I just want to say I love you, babe. She's watching online. The love of my life. Hope you're enjoying tonight's message. <laughs> You know, but seriously, ugh, this thing, you know, and we've recently had a baby. We've got an eight-month-old little boy called Ezra who is just the best thing ever. He is. Is Ezra going to grow up with a dad that has this constantly between me and him, this barrier between our relationship? I wonder what, you know, is... Imagine what Ezra's first memory is. Is it going to be dad just always on his phone, just addicted to his cell phone, or a dad you know, that isn't afraid to put that down, lay that thing to death, and spend time with his boy? And I think in the same way, are you going to live your life with sin and with idols and things of this earth that you worship, blocking your relationship with the creator of the universe. I haven't gone crazy. I know I'm holding this above my head. You know? But what's blocking your relationship with God? What is it? Maybe just pause for a moment and have a think about that. What is that thing between you and God that you need to put to death? And, you know, for a long time, um, I mean, I, you know, I think cell phones are such a powerful tool, you know, as long as it remains a tool and it's not something that we worship. Um, but for a long time, I had on my phone on the screensaver this cool quote, and it said this. It said, beware when personal pleasure matters more to you than the needs of others. And for me, it would just totally kick this into touch. You know, when I was being selfish, I'd just be on here, just reading the news, scrolling my life away on Facebook and Instagram. You know, and I'd read that quote, beware when personal pleasure matters more to you than the needs of others. And I'd think, man, just really wasting my life. Really wasting my life away. And don't get me wrong, I think there's so there are good things on social media, but man, if we're just spending just all of that time on it instead of worshiping the King of Kings, I think something needs to change. Beware when personal pleasure matters more to you than the needs of others. How can you stir up love in your life? Towards your spouse, towards your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. How could you reach out to the hurting and the needy? 
How could you pray for people? Who are you praying for? I was so challenged by this the other day. I was sitting there and I was like, man, who am I praying for in my life? Yeah, I just put out my hand and I was just like, man, there's got to be at least five people that I need to get praying for. And I just encourage you, pray for people, bless them. How could you grow to the point that one of your first thoughts in the morning is how can you bless someone else that day? Who needs to be blessed in your life? And I think, you know, Jesus really gives us the ultimate challenge, okay? And this is the, the Great Commission, and we can find this in the book of Matthew. <clears throat> and it says, Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But check that out. But some of them doubted. Isn't that pretty full on? They're seeing Jesus resurrected from the dead. And still some of them doubted. It's pretty crazy, eh? Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples. Teach them. Jesus says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What's Jesus calling us to do? He's calling us to preach the good news to the ends of the earth, that Jesus Christ is Lord. All people who put their faith in him can be forgiven of their sins and be a part of his kingdom. It's the mission. He says, baptize them. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, teach them. Teach these new disciples all that Jesus has commanded us and how to follow the teachings of Jesus and live empowered by his Spirit. For Emmanuel, God is with us. Who are you discipling? Who are you discipling? Who could you share the good news with this week? Man, wouldn't that be cool? Who could you share the good news with this week? Who could you lead towards baptism? Who are you teaching all that Jesus has commanded us of who believe? And maybe it's this, you know, maybe these questions are pretty challenging. But maybe you need to teach yourself first, and I'll just invite Colin to come up. Maybe it's this, maybe you really need to go fall in love with the word again. You need to dust off this old book from the shelf. And spend some quality time with the creator of the universe. And I truly believe that tonight, that's what he wants to do in this place. He's here. He is with us. Emmanuel. God is with us. And I just believe that God just wants to hang out. In really simple words. And tonight we've really created space. There's a lot of space in the aisles here. There's a whole heap of space up the front. 
And I just encourage you tonight, man, maybe you need to come and find rest for your soul. And maybe that would take a physical action of you getting up out your seat, making your way up front and being like Mary tonight. Being like Mary and just coming and sitting at the feet of Jesus. And maybe if we could just get the lights down a little bit, if you want to stand to your feet. I just encourage you, if that's you tonight, if you got yourself distracted free, you just feel like Jesus, the creator of the universe, is just knocking on the door of your heart, come. Come forward. Come and find rest for your soul. And I just encourage you to do that right now. If that's you, if you just want to come and just find a space up the front here and just sit. If you want to come and find rest for your soul, if you want to just come and just put yourself in a position where you're just sitting at the feet of Jesus, we just invite you to come. Come. Right now. In this moment. Come and sit at the feet of Jesus. Be like Mary. Be like Mary. Come and sit. Come and listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. And we're just going to create space for you to do that tonight. We're not going to conjure up anything. This is just space for you and God to connect and just have some quality time. So I'll pray and the team's going to lead us. And if you feel led to, I just invite you to just to come and make your way up. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that you love us, that you care for us, that Jesus, you love us so much that you would lay your life down on that cross for the forgiveness of our sins. God, we just pray into those distractions in our life. God, we lay them down tonight. And we just ask that you, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us. Speak, Lord, we're listening. God, we just want to create space for you to just fill us up. Fill our spirits up to overflowing tonight in this moment. We love you, Lord, and we just come and we just sit at your feet in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen.